Blog Talk Radio. everyone welcome to talk nerdy to me radio it is thursday september 15th 2022 i am megan and i am here with the ever lovely Kristen. Woo! <laughs> that's my greeting today she's a woo girl that's who she is as a person that's, you are actually not yeah. a woo girl i can't picture you I'm being not. a woo, woo girl <laughs> no i'm like if we i'm a woo never... girl i'm just like woo sarcastically. I like it. Yeah, like a <laughs> Welcome to um, our newly formatted show. Uh, so we're not doing the music and movies, uh, books, television divide. It's now all together. Um, so we're going to do this and see how this goes. Um, and then we're going to talk about our main discussion, which is part of our actors and actresses series that we've been doing on and off for quite some time. And we're going to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio because I just feel like we need to talk about the 90s heartthrob that makes great movies all the time. So that will be our main discussion towards the second half. Yep. I'm in. Let's do it. So we're going to start off with some entertainment slash just like world human being news, I suppose. Um, And the first thing is... Queen Elizabeth II, who is the only monarch that I've ever known and my parents have ever known. And I think my grandparent, my grandma for most of her life has ever known. She passed away last week. Um, All the funeral and all the pomp and circumstance that goes around when a monarch dies is happening. Um, as well as the transition from Queen Elizabeth II to the new king, um, King Charles. Um, So there's a bit of wide range of emotions when it comes to Queen Elizabeth II. And I'm just curious to know, Kristen, how did you feel about hearing the news? I'm sad. It's like, I feel like the queen of England dying to British people is very similar to how we all felt when Betty White died. Like, she was our Queen Elizabeth. She's been here with everyone. Like, you get it? Like, everyone, it was like, everyone, like, we never thought she'd die. I feel like that's how we felt. This is true. Truly sad. Because I'm like, I was sad because now we're stuck with Charles and I'm not a fan. Not a fan. But I have no issues with Charles. He's definitely a human, meaning he's he's made some mistakes and Sadly, he's in public, so those mistakes are public. Um, <laughs> but I have no issues with them. But Queen Elizabeth II, I agree. She is 
uh, also not perfect. And this is not about like, this is what I was getting frustrated over with the weekend is you can celebrate someone's life in service without it being about the monarch. If you know what I mean? Like there's some people who disagree with the monarch existing because of what it represents historically. But sometimes you have to separate that and just realize, you know, this is a person that's important to a lot of people. And she has worked her entire life um, and has sacrificed quite a bit, a bit to do it as well. Um, Since she was a young lady and it and was a leader in a time in which young ladies were not in positions of power. And so um, that's kind of where I coming from is just, I admire her work ethic. I admire the service that she gave to her country as for mm-hmm. do I agree with everything no but you don't have to agree with everything to celebrate someone's life and what they've done so that's kind of where I'm at right yeah it was sad and I, I love watching all the things because I feel like whether you like her or not I feel like people are so much more respectful you know, they're, they're so, what do I, how long is it? Like, they're so respectful of the whole process. Like, this mm-hmm. is not like she died and that's the funeral and that's it. There's all these steps. Yeah, and definitely pay attention to it because, um, like, this is the first time we've seen this for a very, very long time. What it means to have this transition from one monarch lead to a next, um, so I've also like been looking at it with um, a lot of curiosity as well. Um, yeah. So Queen Elizabeth, yeah. thank you for your service. You lived a very, very, very long life at 96. Um, and I was very relieved to know that your corgis are being taken care of by other people. <laughs> that yeah. was like, one of my first things too. Is like, oh my so God, the queen come back, y'all. What about the corgis? Yes, you would come back for sure, I think, and be like, uh, where are my dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. They better be taken care of. Um, but they are. So just wanted to give that moment of respect to her. Uh, another thing in the news that's less sad, um, I think, is that the Emmys happened over the weekend. Um, and there's yeah. a lot of things that happen. A lot of uh, – it's by far, though – the most successful TV shows um, for the Emmys Emmys were Ted Lasso and Succession. So Ted Lasso won Best Comedy. Um, Jason Sadakis also won Best Actor, I think, for the same thing. Succession won Best Drama, and I believe their actresses also um, won as well. I have never seen Succession. Um, I've never seen it either. keeps winning, though. So it makes so me feel like I thing, should. Here's a question. I have a I have a thing about the Emmys because I'm like, listen, like kind of like some of the things are like, this is great. I'm like, is it? Or is it great? Like there's a difference between critics thinking it's great and people thinking it's great. True. Is that fair? Yeah, that's definitely fair. I feel like there's some movies that they're like, it's always, you know, it's kind of like Rotten Tomatoes. You look and it's like the critics gave it 
five stars. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to like it. She's <laughs> not sure. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've heard good things about this, even outside of critics. Um, I just haven't watched it. Um, I know it's supposed to be like a, a black comedy drama series. I know Jeremy Strong's in it, and so is the the younger Culkin brother, Kieran. Um, so I'm definitely willing to give it a spin. I just haven't yet, and it's on HBO. So I feel like I should check it out and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, um, so Ted Lasso, Lasso I have seen, and it is really funny, although it, it's also very tear-y. So I also wonder if it can be classified as a comedy because it does make you cry. That's fun. Um, and then, of course, Zendaya um, won Best Actress for her role on Euphoria, and that made history because she is the youngest actress to win two Emmys in a row. Um, okay, I have a question. And, yeah. Have you ever watched that show? I've seen a few episodes, yes. I feel it's trippy. strongly uncomfortable watching that show. I, I think it's purposely made that way, right? It's the, like it's supposed to be teenagers, bro. I'm like, these yeah. kids are not behaving appropriately. I can't. That's the mom in me. I can't do it. Yeah, sadly... Um, that is a reality I... for some kids, but not like your it. kid. I would murder her, so you're correct. Some other kids, yes, not yours. There would be murder. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> There's hardcore murder going on, for sure. Um, another one that I noted was that Lee Jung Jae um, from the Squid Games won Best Drama Actor, which I thought was that was pretty cool. I haven't seen Squid Games because I feel like if I see Squid Games, I would have nightmares forever, like forever. But it's good to know that you know Asian countries are getting getting nominated and winning Emmys. I think that's pretty cool. And then this is the one that Kristen really wanted me to write down. Kristen, what did you want to celebrate? Um. Okay, so um, I want to celebrate Lizzo. I did not watch all of the Emmys, but I did catch bits and pieces of it throughout the evening. And then I, of course, watched, like, clips the next day, um, like the next morning, obviously. And I was so excited for Lizzo to win and then her speech was literally everything I could have wanted. Like, her speech was so good. And I liked how she was like, I never saw people like me growing up, fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. She goes, um, I wish I could look back and say um, to myself, it's going to happen, but bitch, it's going to be me. Like, bitch, it's going to be you. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like that is awesome. Like that would be that's that would be the best look back on, you know, to see, to see a relationship like that. I'm like, yeah, so good. One hundred percent. Liz is always great. I love everything she does. I love her as a person, um, and she won Me that too. for her reality show, which is Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. Um, I haven't seen any of those things, but. 
Um, she's just doing a really good job for people of color and people who deal with body issues. Um, she's a really good, really good role model for, for those things. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Super excited about that. All right. Um, and then and it, and I think that's it for the Emmys, um, the ones that we wanted to talk okay. about anyway. Um, and then I do have some TV recommendations. Um, oh, good, because I have no. <laughs> I got you, girl. Um, you get the book ones because I read <laughs> I go through things really slowly. <laughs> so you got the books, I got the TV. Um, this is how our our hosting relationship works. So one is a one is a recommendation for the nerds, and this is Star Wars Resistance Disney Plus. This is a show I didn't know about. I didn't know that this is a show that belonged to Star Wars and that I needed to watch it. And I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm already starting to feel like I'm going to have a better understanding and appreciation for episode seven, eight, and nine, the, the, the new movies about Star Wars. Um, so if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen it, watch it. Cause I feel like you, it will make you appreciate some things. It's definitely kid animation. So some of the jokes are very kid-like, but it's talking about real things and it's it's still part of the timeline of events. So um, that's one. The second one is just a feel-good show, and that is the Great British Baking Show, but with kids. <laughs> so it's the Junior Baking Show. Um, it's done by the same people as the Great British Baking Show. Um, only as kids and they're super cute and they will super make you feel bad about yourself because you're really horrible at all the things that they're really good at. And like, you're like, man, I'm just trying to figure out how to bake like a cake. And they're like doing like a three, three tier thing that looks like the forest. What? Like watching Chef Junior. Well, competent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No, I get nervous making pasta. What are these kids doing? Um, so, yeah, so it's super cute, but it will make you feel bad about where you are in terms of your skills. But that's okay. It's still cute. Yeah. I'm there. And the third one is She-Hulk, uh, which is a show from the MCU. Um, I think it's halfway through its season. I am loving it. So, I think it's I've so good. two episodes. I do really like it. Yeah. I'm just really behind. You know what? I'm behind. So that's why, yeah. like, I've seen episode one, two. It's so good, though. But Tatiana Mazzani, um, who is the actress who plays She-Hulk, she is, I don't know why she doesn't get more awards for things, because I think she's one of the best actresses out there. I really loved her on Black Orphan. She's just really good. Um, she plays it really well, and it's definitely a big fu to a bigger trend that is happening right now when shows have any female or person of color or LGBTQ characters, which is they get review bombed before the show even comes out, and... So, like, so when you're going to say, hey, well, how's this show going? You look at it, and it, it's like there's either four, there's either fives or ones. 
when that happens, that means people are purposely going there to mess with it. And so that happened to She-Hulk, that happened to Miss Marvel, which is another show with a female lead. I think it even happened to other, you know, so there's this, like, hating on things when it when it's not your cis white male lead kind of actor, because it's only happening to those shows. Because um, there's a lot of gatekeeping that's happening um, in the MCU universe for some reason right now. Um and they're they're giving it a middle finger in this one. And it's just it's a really good show. So watch it. It's good. Don't believe the haters. I love that show. It is it's so good. And, I have no and also like <laughs> and also I when people say that something is woke like this woke show is making it female. Just because you have a female as a star does not mean it's automatically like some sort of propaganda. Women exist. <laughs> they they're allowed to be the lead character. Like they they exist. So I don't know why being a woman lead makes it woke, but you know, whatever. I'll digress because people are crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's a good show. So you're on the second yeah. episode? Are I am. I need to, I, I've had like no time to watch TV. I'm literally like seasons behind on shows now and everything's starting back up and I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. All right. Movies. Uh, this is one that I am recommending that Kristen has already seen so we can both speak to it. Yes. Um, this is, I was bored one day, and so I watched American Murder, The Family Next Door, um, which is the Chris, the Chris Watts family murder, where he murders his wife and, and two darling daughters um, in Colorado. And I knew about the case, but I didn't know about the details. So I watched it, and what I really liked about it, and Kristen me and Kristen were talking about this earlier and she agreed was it's through the body cams of, of the police officers. So it's like, you're like the second cop watching this guy trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Like, how is he going to get away with this? Um, and kind of trying to react to the policemen. And it's just, it's really fascinating. It's also really horrible. He's one of the worst people in the world um, yeah. for doing that, that to those two little girls. And then trying to blame it on the mom. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's horrible. Um, and there's still a lot of people, like I went on like Reddit and stuff, there's people who blame the mom for making him stop. And I'm like, no, there's no reason. For the little girls to die. Yeah. Once, once those, divorce. Yes. Yes. That, like, there's no way a reasonable human being who has, like, 70% ethics would do the things that he did. Never. Right. Um, so, if you want to be angry, but also, like, very fascinated in, in true crime and stuff, it's a, it's a pretty good documentary to watch. Right. Yeah. And that is Watch on Netflix it. for you to enjoy. So, Kristen, you have a music 
recommendations. I do. Oh, my God. So I love TikTok because I find music all the time. It's my new favorite place to find music because you find the people that aren't discovered yet. Um, so I was scrolling on my TikTok one day, and it was like this UPS driver talking, and he was like, in the day, this is what I do. And he's like, shows him in his truck, in his uniform, like scanning packages. And he's like, but in my free time, and he like jumps in the, you know, how they flip screens. And it's his rock band called No Resolve. And they had covered um, Surface Pressure from Encanto. And it is so good. So then, of course, I go on, I, I add the song on my Apple Music, and then I go and look at all their other music, which is equally as good. And it's just, re- I, I can't even tell you who, it kind of reminds me, uh, it's like a little bit harder than Blink-182, but like, I don't know, it's, it's, it, their stuff is so good. You have to look them up. No Resolve. And you have to listen to their version of Surface Surface Pressure. It's so good. Well, I have to definitely check it out. I haven't heard of them. So I'm excited to see what your recommendation leads me to. Because usually it's the other way around. um, (laughs) I'll let you know if if she led you astray next episode. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. (laughs) I I don't think you will. Um, the one that I wanted to recommend was a album release that happened, um, a few weeks ago, I believe now. And I do need to give a shout out to my friend Megan, who has done some shows with us, um, for various topics, um, for pushing me in this direction. Um, and that is Demi Lovato's holy album. Um, (laughs) I've always I've always enjoyed Demi Lovato. I think she's a really good singer. I think she writes some really hard cutting, honest songs. Um, but I've always known her to be like more more when she was like experimenting with the pop side of things. Um, I know that people who are classic Demi Lovato fans know that she has a pop rock angle to her always. Um, so I will put that there. Um, but this album, I would classify it as a punk album. And I know a lot of punk people would be like, no, we are not claiming her. But you know what? I'm tired of gatekeepers. You people need to go away. This is a punk album with some pop elements to it. Um, but it's more punk than it is pop, in my opinion. It's a really good one. There's some really good songs. It's, if, you're ang- if you have some pent-up anger... It's a good song to listen to. If you listen to it while you're driving, you will drive really fast, so be careful. Um, but Demi Lovato holds nothing back. Um, and just like she has always been, she also continues her very honest, very self-reflective, and very like, this is me, all of my ugliness um, in her writing. And I think that's why... Um, I have a lot of respect for her as a person because she's always been honest about who she is and what she's going through. Um, so I check it that. out. Even if you're not a Demi Lovato fan, check out the album. 
you might see a different side to Demi Lovato that has always been there, but maybe you just haven't seen it yet. So that's my recommendation. Excellent. There. <laughs> Have yeah, you heard any of the new Demi Lovato songs? Um, it's possible. I don't listen to the radio very often. And I yeah, haven't I've been I haven't been listening to music that much. I've been listening to audiobooks. Um or if I listen to music, I've been listening to like music from like my teenage years and stuff, just like feel good stuff. You're being nostalgic. I am. Like I'm just I'm in this place I think and this speaks to my T V watching, my, my movie watching, everything aside from my books. I'm struggling to absorb new things. Like, yeah, you know, no, say, like that. if you're in a funk that you go back to things that make you comfortable. Like, I feel like yes. I'm there. I'm not in a funk, but just like life has been so chaotic, like between schedules and work and like I have a boss that's retiring, et cetera. Like everything's been so chaotic that I'm like, ooh, a new show or a new episode of a show. No, I want something I've already seen. If I'm watching TV. Yeah. And I totally get that. And that's legit. Um, yeah. Oh. I had something that we were going to talk that I was going to bring it up in the news, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll save it for next episode. So uh, this is what happens okay. when you think out loud. Um, yeah. Kristen, what do you think about books? <laughs> I think a lot about books. This is all you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Um, my recommendation for this week is a book called How to Survive Your Murder by Danielle Valentine. It came out just in the past couple weeks, um, and it's a YA fiction, uh, but it's about a girl at the um, whose sister is murdered on Halloween by a guy in a, um, uh, what are they called, a hay maze um, with, a, with a chainsaw. So... Okay. She she dies and it it jumps it show, it talks about that scene but then it jumps to a year later and like the trial is underway etc. She's the only witness so she has to go to court etc. Right. Well then mm-hmm. something happens and all of a sudden she's back to that day and she gets a do over and like fate is telling tells her um, anything that happens today. It, it stays. So, like, it jumps back to where, like, she stops the guy, but there's a chain effect. Like, if her sister didn't die, somebody else died. That guy wasn't, yeah. the person that killed the sister wasn't, like, trying to kill the sister, supposedly. And so, like, mm-hmm. if she didn't die and get him get caught, then would he have gone on to do what he had originally planned? And it's her, like, to save this one person ends up kind of, like, ripple affecting and the one rule is she, if she dies, she dies now, too, like in current times. So it was super interesting take. I'm all for, like, mystery thrillers, you know, slashers, stuff like that. So it was really interesting to see, like, okay, if you could do it over, you think, well, I'd just save them. But is that, it's mm-hmm. kind of like messing with the time. Like, if you save them, somebody else might have to bear that consequence. And it could be yeah. worse than you're thinking. Like, you just want this one person back, but what's the consequence of that one person being here? And that's why time travel is tricky. Yeah. So it's a really good book. You should read it. Everyone should read it. 
And Megan, you're just so proud. I'm currently reading my third nonfiction book with book club. So I just want you to know that. Dude, I am so very proud. I know. I'm reading a fiction so book. Speak- <laughs> oh, you are? Tell me, tell me what you're reading. Um, I'm re- I am about three chapters in. Um, of the Trials of Apollo, the second book by Rick Warden, um, who does the Percy Jackson books and other mythology-based fiction. Um, I just love him. His characters are so good. He's so smart. Like, if you know history and mythology, he knows his history and mythology forwards and backwards, and he just knows how to tweak it to make a fantasy book work. Um, So that's what I'm reading. I... So if you haven't given Rick Borden a, a try, I definitely recommend. He's he's amazing. I'm gonna have to ask and my brother. And he turns ADHD because... into a superpower. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to tell my child. Well, I mean, like, not like, like turn. Does it turn ADHD into superpower? Just ADHD is a symptom of being a demigod. So I go around saying I'm a demigod. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm a god. That's awesome. I'm awesome. I'm reading a couple books. I'm reading The Last Girl to Die by Helen Fields. It's her new release that just came out, and I'm delayed. I was supposed to review it already, but life. So I'm reading that, and I love Mm -hmm. Helen Fields. Um, And then I'm listening to Final Girls by Riley Steger on audiobook. And I'm also juggling multiple book club books while I do this. So I'm I'm reading a lot. Definitely. It does sound busy. Yeah. But um, speaking of book club, uh, we are, for our September books, we're reading a, a YA fiction and we're reading a nonfiction. So our YA fiction is called Take Me With You When You Go by David Levathon and Jennifer Niven. And um, it's kind of dark. Um, there's some child abuse. There's some depression. Um, so it's kind of dark. And it's all done in emails between a brother and sister. So um, super interesting so far. I'm about halfway. So I'll keep you posted. And then um, the other, our nonfiction for the month is Crying in H-Mart by Michelle Zahner. Um, honestly, I'm only a quarter of the way through this. A little bit boring so far, but I'm, I'm hoping it picks up a little bit. Hoping. Fingers crossed. She'll keep you posted. Fingers crossed. Yes. I'll <laughs> update you next week. Or next time. Yes. Sounds sound good. Alright, I think we're ready for Leonardo. I think we're ready for, for the 90s. Yes. First um, so Saying this, and I think this is true, I think Kristen will agree with me, sometimes people are just really talented, and you want to celebrate that talent regardless of questions about who they are as people. Um, I know that Leonardo DiCaprio has been getting a lot of crap because he he keeps getting older and his girlfriend's (laughs) age keeps staying the same. Um, But listen, they're all legal, so let's not talk like... (laughs) It's so it. weird. If he can pull off a 25-year-old so girlfriend or a 20-year-old girlfriend, leave him be. It's not on you. He's still weird. It's still weird. I will. I I would agree. Weird. Yes, it is that it's on the side of legal, but it is weird. Um, but regardless <laughs> of, of how you feel personally about this, we all have to agree that he's a really talented actor. 
Um, he is really good at emoting. Um, he's really good at playing different characters. His, the, the, when I was writing down all the things he's ever done, the wide range of his characters from like Jack, who is like this person you are still bitter, who, <laughs> who you are still bitter that he didn't get onto the raft with Rose or that piece of wood thing with Rose, even though 1997 was a really long ass time ago. Um, I still get bitter. I'm, I'm still a, I'm, I'm still a bitter bitch about it. Um, yep. Or playing someone so horrible like um, the Wolves of Wall Street, right? Like, so in terms of like his range, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, he's also played um, people with mental um, mental disabilities. He's played people who are on like suicide and lots of mental health issues. He's played a lot of different roles um, over the years. And he has won uh, only one Oscar, which surprises me. <laughs> does that surprise you or is it? It does. There's so it many just of seems surprising that I feel like he should have, he, he deserved it. Yeah, and and I, the one that he won is not the one I would have chosen to be the one that wins, uh, which is the Revenant. Revenant, which is he did a really good job in that one. Um, but that's not usually the I movie that I think of. In a real I think life of. Bear <laughs> I think so. Totally. I mean, I, if you're going to give him one, I guess you give him one for that for sure. <laughs> but you, like usually like if you're like name like name name your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie The Revenant is probably not the one that's going to come up pretty quickly um, for most people nope. he has also gotten five other nominations including What's Eating Gilbert Grape The Aviator, Blood Diamond The Wolf of Wall Street and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, so Definitely has gotten the nominations, but has only come around, come away with one win. Now, before we get into our specifics of like what our favorite movies are, just overall, Kristen, like, what do you think makes him such a good actor, and you know, why have you been impressed with him? Um, I like his ability to play different types. Um, I love that about actors. Like, it's why I love. We've done Tom Hanks. It's why I love him. It's why I love Robin Williams. It's why. I love Sandra Bullock. All the actors I love, it's because they're not just stuck in one role. And I do have actors mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching that are always the bad guy or always the cop or, you know, whatever. But I love when an actor can do funny or do super serious or do something really deep or also be like a super shallow individual. Like his mm-hmm. jump from like Titanic to What's Eating Gilbert Grape, to um, some of my favorites, like The Beach, or Revolutionary Road, or The Revenant, like totally different roles, completely. Nothing I would be like, okay, but they're a little similar here. They're not similar. And he plays them like they're nothing. Like it didn't take that. It it looked effortless to him. No, I agree. I think he's he's one of the, he's one of the, I mean, this is why we chose him, is that there's some actresses and some actors who just feel like they can get into it easy. Like, uh, you know, and, and and that's definitely true to him. 
and just he emotes really well. There's something about his his eyes, um, and in particular, and I feel like this way with Tom Holland too, um, in some ways. Um, it's just that when Leonardo DiCaprio is sad, you're sad too. <laughs> like you're like you're just you know, because he he just emotes yeah. that very well. Um, and when he is playing someone who's evil or morally questionable, you also like feel disappointed in them. Like you like you know like it's like you like you're like whoa like, you just like, do that, bro. Yeah, like he just he's just really good in that way in emoting. Um, so let's just start getting into the things that he's done. Uh, I do want to start out with this because it is how he started and it's how it's honestly how I, I watched this before I watched Titanic. Um, and that is growing pains, uh, which is the TV show. He was on it from 91 to 92. Um, did you ever watch growing pains? On and off. I never watched, I didn't watch it like religiously or anything. Okay, so I I watched Growing Pains a lot because it was on Disney Channel. <laughs> That's why. And when I was a kid, Disney Channel was the thing to watch when your parents went to bed. Then you had a TV in your bedroom, and that was a questionable parental decision. But you know, um, <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, mom and dad, but it's true. Um, and he guest starred on it like for a couple of seasons. He played a very troubled youth. Um, and I just love the kid. Like the Leo playing that character was amazing. And the level of acting, like the growing pains, the acting is pretty good, but the level of acting that he brought to that role was pretty impressive. So just right off the gate from his first job for his first job that is known, um, he just came into it effortless. He really, really did. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to his growing pains um, backstory because it is important. All right, Definitely. so um, where should we begin? Do you want to do you want to start getting into our favorites? Which one? Which I one of Leo's and then we can like touch like on. I think we should we should touch on our favorites and then we'll mention what else is left. Sounds good. All right, so. Where are we going first? What is your one of your favorites, um, Kristen? Well, first, I have a question. I, I do not remember him no. in Django Unchained. Like, do not um, remember him in that. Yeah, I don't think he played a big role. I think he was just in it. I'll double check, though. Okay, I was like, well, I do not remember introduced... him in that movie. Because I love that movie, but I do not remember him in that movie. <laughs> but, all right. So, I'm going to pick one of my favorites. And I feel like it's, like, underrated. I love The Beach. I've seen that movie, like, a hundred times. I think it was fascinating. I think the whole story was unique. It's not something I've ever seen even remotely close. Uh, It was just, he was great in it. I, I don't know. I just really, really loved The Beach. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen The Beach, um, but yeah, it definitely had an interesting plot. And again, that like when it comes to certain actresses, actors, actresses or actors, you can tell 
the thing that makes you like them. So like we mentioned with Tom Hanks, he's just like the the like the earnest person he is comes out in his acting in whatever character he plays, whether you like him or not. Um and and for for Leo it really it, it's the eyes and the eyebrows. Like it just really is. Um and I, there's a few scenes in that that also came across that 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 really struck me as pretty good yeah and to answer your question yes he is in dango unchained it's been a minute he plays a really horrible person <laughs> he plays oh, no wonder i didn't the, remember him <laughs> yeah he plays um the K, uh calvin um which is um i think one of the the, the slave owner situations in that movie oh. Um, he also has a beard, and he looks he looks quite different than so maybe you didn't pick up on him. He he definitely looks different in that one. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right. Um, I guess I'm I'm gonna do what's eating Gilly Grape, which is um something that both of us picked. Yeah, this is such a great one, and Johnny Depp is also really good in it too. Um, now that we could you know talk about Johnny Depp <laughs> again. Um, All right. <laughs> bringing it back. It is such a great movie overall. Um, it really pulls you in. And he plays a character uh, with a mental disability. And it's so easy when someone who does not have that disability to overact to the point where it's humorous. You know what I mean? Like kind of mocking. Um, and I felt like he did it in such a way that was endearing and true to what it's supposed to be. And I am so glad he got a nomination for it. I think he probably should have won it because I thought his performance in that movie was flawless. Well, I agree. Um, it's crazy that he didn't. Um, and I think that that's a movie that kind of just will grow with us. Like I'd be happy to share it with my child. Good message, good story, good acting. Yeah, no, it's just, it's all around good. Um, and then I'll do, I'll do another one. Um, okay. I only have catch four. me, catch me if you can. Yeah, she only picked four for some reason. Uh, catch me if you can. I already mentioned this one in the Tom Hanks show. I am going to mention it again because it's such a great movie. Um, and he is perfectly cast um, in playing a mischievous con artist who is pretending to be these various occupations and trying to run away from Tom Hanks's FBI agent who wants to catch him. And I think what is funny about the movie is that it's supposed to be, I don't, it, it, it just felt like we were rooting. I was rooting for Leo in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, get away from Tom Hanks. Um, because again, even when he's when even when he's doing things that are not necessarily great, he's still you still can't help but admire how competent he is, 
he is a young guy yeah. fooling everyone and no one can catch him and it's just it's it's such a fun movie um so i i that's definitely one of my favorites when it comes to Leonardo DiCaprio for sure yeah All right, what's next want? for next? you, yo? Um, all right, I'm going to do Inception because it's on both of our lists. Okay. So I just thought this was a movie very outside of my wheelhouse. Not something I would typically yeah, watch. I think. Not something I would typically enjoy. But I just thought it was so unique. And, of course, it had Leo in it, so I had to watch it because, you know, he's such a good actor. Um that I, just, I, don't, I don't even know what I haven't seen it in years and when I was looking through this list I was like man I need to rewatch that I need to rewatch that oh I need to see that I need to rewatch it. that's why I felt <laughs> looking through his list so Inception is one I feel like I should rewatch because it's been so long but I just I just remember it being completely something I would normally not really care for just because it's not my type but I really liked it and I found it um like I liked it was twisty and there was so much going on and you're trying to like fit all these pieces together as the story goes on so I think that's what kind of ended up attracting me in the end is that it, it kind of reminded me of like a mystery thriller without a a dead body at the beginning I guess that's what I'd say no it <laughs> definitely is and Christopher Christopher Nolan as a director is really good at pulling people into these worlds that um, seem unpredictable. Like you're not quite sure what's about to happen. It's kind of like the same feeling he did with the dark, um, the dark Knight, the Batman movie with um, Heath Ledger's uh, Joker. Um, he's really good at that. Um, and yeah, so it's a, it's a great movie period, but definitely doesn't hurt to have Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Nope. Every good. movie should have Leo in it. <laughs> I don't think about every movie. That'd be weird. <laughs> we can't escape him. It really is Inception. <laughs> what? <It's> funny. <laughs> um, another one of my favorite is The Gangs of New York. <laughs> so good. Um, it's an American historical action drama. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character is opposite of, um, man, what can I think of his name? Daniel Day-Lewis, one of the greatest actors known to man. And I forgot his name for two seconds. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis is playing, um, this basically this drug lord like not drug lord this like crime lord in new york he's in charge of things and just again like just the amount of emoting that he does in that film um and just wanting to root for him in this environment of just complete horribleness um is just it's it's astounding and it's just it's a great movie um regardless of who um, might have helped produce it, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Um, it's yeah. still just such a great, great movie. Um, definitely recommend that one. I think that one's that one is also another one 
that I was surprised that he didn't get nominated for. Uh, I know Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, did. But um, Leonardo did not, and I was surprised by that. Lame. Agreed. It's lame. And then, so I'm actually, I'm a little appalled that you do not have Titanic on your list. <laughs> a little bothered. A little I'm bothered. Still bitter. Okay? I must have seen this movie bitter. twelve times when it came out in theaters. My job's a teenager. <laughs> but still, I still love this movie. I watch it when I find it on television or just for fun. I put it on because I own it. And I think what I love about this is. Um, I love like historical fiction movies that are based on real, like based on real life events because I feel like mm-hmm. you learn something about the event, but it makes it a little more interesting than watching just a documentary. Yeah. So I love Titanic. I love the little love story. And people are like, "Well, the love story is not real." I'm like, "You're telling me nobody on that boat was falling in love at the time that boat sank and lost someone? Not one, not one person on that boat? Because I don't believe I don't believe that." And so I just, I thought it was really good. I loved, these were young, I mean, I wouldn't call them kids, but they were young actors in what ended up being one of the greatest movies of all time, one of the top selling movies of all time. And I don't know. I mean, it's hard to beat that. And I think his acting in this was superb, especially being so young and, um, we really got to see a bunch of different, um, I guess, emotions that he could portray because he was angry and yep. he was happy. He was euphoric. And, you know, there were so many different means that we got to see from him. And I I just thoroughly enjoy that movie. I would agree. I'm, I'm actually going to change my five. You've, you've talked me into it, Kristen. Um, I think the reason I didn't that. pick... <laughs> Uh, I think the reason I didn't pick it at first is because it felt like everyone would pick that one. But as you were talking, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> um, but I, as you were talking, I, I did realize Titanic is a good movie to really showcase what makes Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo DiCaprio. Um. Because again, watch Titanic. I, this is actually a I'm daring you guys watch Titanic, and I really want you to pay attention to Leonardo DiCaprio's eyes and eyebrows in that movie. Um, it's captivating what he's doing, and it's very micro, like it's very small, but it's making you feel things, and you know, like it's really kind of pulling you into it. Um, and that was probably the, like, in terms of, like, when I was thinking about his acting, I was thinking about Titanic and kind of classifying. I think that was the movie that he set his craft, and every other movie that followed grew on top of that foundation of of what Titanic was able to kind of establish for him. So I agree with you 100%. I should have put it in my top five. I was wrong. <laughs> um, you were wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. 100%. Um, and that was another movie that I felt like, man, like, how is Leonardo DiCaprio not nominated? Like, I did not disagree that Kate Winslet shouldn't have been nominated. She totally should have. But Leonardo should have been nominated with her. Um, sure. Because I think he, I mean, 
I think it's, and like I said, there's a reason why many years later, I still get upset about the fact that I think that there is enough room for Jack on that wood. <laughs> if only they kept trying, but they didn't keep trying. And so she, he died needlessly. <laughs> Yeah, like you gave it one go, that's it? (laughs) Yeah, like, you're not going to try again? That doesn't make any sense. I would be problem solving the entire time. Um, (laughs) But, nope, didn't happen. So I agree with you. I I think it's good. A couple other movies that I want to just kind of do a quick mention um, is The Wolf um, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Such a great movie he does such a great job in it it really he plays such a douchebag <laughs> like such a <laughs> douchebag in that movie so bad but it's so good um another one that i also want to record that i want to bring is, is the new one which is don't look up which is the movie that he did with jennifer lawrence which is a fictional movie about things that we're doing currently right now to all the things that are going to kill us in the future, which is ignoring it (laughs) Um, and getting into political gridlock and all that stuff. And he probably plays closer to who he is as a person in Don't Look Up, which is a good person who is very lost in terms of morality when it comes to being faithful and, having a person who's of his age instead of like breaking up with them when they get to a certain age. Um, but another great one, uh, revolutionary war. I will road. I will never watch it again because it's so emotional, like so emotional. Like there's some movies that are really good that you're just like, I'm never seeing that again. Um, but it's not because it's bad. That was it's just great, because that it was takes a lot from you. Wait, what'd you say? You said you're like, that was a really good movie, but that I can only do it the one time. It's kind of like the Schindler's List. Like, no one's watching the Schindler's List for fun. Because um, <laughs> it's a hard no. movie. Um, <laughs> Re- a Revolutionary Road is very well acted by both Kate and Leo. Very emotionally charged yeah. movie. But it ain't fun times at all. <laughs> um, and I think that's those are the few that I wanted to kind of lift up is there any others that you wanted to highlight um i feel like we have to highlight romeo and juliet just because like everyone mm-hmm. i know loves it i do not love that movie but maybe it's because i don't love shakespeare <laughs> um i love shakespeare i just hate romeo and juliet that's i think his worst play just because i could care less about romeo and juliet as people i think it's ridiculous that yeah. plot um but the other shakespeare plays I totally love. Um, I do have to say that the 96 Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio is probably the best Romeo and Juliet I've seen. It's more entertaining. And yes, Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio acted their butts off in that movie. Um, yeah. And Leo does a really good job I just have a hard time with people falling in love in a very short amount of time and getting to the point where they want to kill themselves. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, like, calm down. And, Can we take a breather? <laughs> yes. And that's why I don't like Romeo and Juliet. 
But Leo acted amazing in that. Um, and it is the best of the Romeo and Juliet versions. It's a fun one, too. Like, the idea that a gun can be, like, a sword. So, basically, if you haven't seen Romeo and Juliet, it's William Shakespeare as William Shakespeare's words, but set in modern days where they're, like, driving cars and they have guns and stuff. Um, and I did enjoy and I found it entertaining that combination of like we're going to be in the modern world this actually really was like the 1970s it looks like it was but anyway um, still have Shakespeare so it's a fun one I wouldn't mind watching it again no I hard pass thank you (laughs) revolutionary road though not watching it again (laughs) nope too much um, all right, so that is our Leonardo DiCaprio spiel. And um, let's go on to our nerdy obsessions. Do you have any nerdy obsessions this week, Kristen? Um, I've been watching Deadliest Catch uh, just, like, all the way through, and I think I'm on, like, season nine now. Um, it's actually oh, seasons I haven't been on, but it's not, like, a show you have to really focus on. So I'm um, up to seasons no. I've never seen, but you just kind of – I just play it in the background while I – do life stuff. Cool. Uh, mine is just appreciating air conditioning because in case you guys didn't know, California was like on fire. <laughs> Not literally, but temperature-wise <laughs> for a good week. Got to like 116 in some places. It did not get that hot where I am. The issue is that the place where I am doesn't have air conditioning because it doesn't normally get that hot. So when it gets normal hot, we're all dying because we're, we don't have air conditioning. So my nerdy obsession is living in a world in which we all have air conditioning. That would be great. Well, all right. Warming. It might we become... want... It should be a thing because of that. Yeah. Uh, we want a feedback, so let us know at talknerdy underscore radio. Follow us at nerdprov.com for articles and reviews. Um, and then we will be back not next Thursday, but the following mm-hmm. Thursday. So a couple weeks from now um, with all new segments and also updates on all of our favorite things that we think we should watch. All right, everyone, Yay. have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll see you guys later. Bye.